I'm Alira. And I'm Ducky. Welcome, Welcome to, to All, All Girls, Girls Considered. Considered, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today we are speaking to Casey Tucker, a partner with the Law Group of Northwest Arkansas. Welcome, Miss Tucker. Thanks for having me. First question, at what point in your life did you know you wanted to become an attorney? Probably when I was in undergraduate school. I worked for an attorney mm-hmm. during during college. I worked a lot during college. And one of the jobs that I really liked besides working in the scene shop at the theater at the school was an attorney that I worked for. And he was really inspiring to me. He practiced mostly family law. Mm-hmm. And he was all about helping people and um, doing the right thing. And I was really inspired by him. That's really cool. Was there any other particular people who had like an influence when you were really young? In general in my life, uh, probably some of my grade school teachers, Miss Taylor and Miss White, they both are in Bentonville, so give a shout out to them. They both really inspired me to do something that was hard and I didn't probably really come into that and understand it till I was in college, but both of them were really good about pointing out things that were different about me. And in grade school and high school, those things that were things that I was easily embarrassed about, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've never been accused of being quiet. I have kind of a loud voice. I have kind of a big personality. And those things, um, sometimes I, I feel like I tried to rein in mm-hmm. more when I was younger. But they both encouraged it. And so I think that that looking at the things that make you different and nurturing those things um, is something that they both inspired in me. It took a while. It didn't work right away. <laughs> yeah, I think that's amazing because I'm very similar to you where I have a loud voice and actually people would, nobody would tell me to, nobody told me like, oh, that's an amazing quality. But I had like this inner like strength of like, that's okay, that's gonna work to my advantage. So I think it's amazing if adults and young kids' lives can tell them, you know, like, this is okay, you know, this can work in your advantage. Absolutely. Those things that make us, those things that make us different from one another, I think, are really the things that can help shape our lives and that can, where we can, like I said, if we, if we nurture those things, I think that we can, they can be what, what makes us successful. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how did you pick the specialty of agricultural law? So my dad worked for grocery store companies his whole life. He started as a bagger and stocking shelves in a grocery store when he was 15. Mm -hmm. And he worked his way up uh, all through college. And after college, he continued to work for grocery store companies. And he used to jokingly say to me, you know, Casey, people will go without a lot of things. They won't buy new clothes or new shoes or new electronics, but they won't go without food. So um, the practical side of of my dad, I think, wore off on me a little bit, knowing that uh, having a job in the food industry or a food-related job probably meant job security, Mm -hmm. and especially in Northwest Arkansas. So I went to law school here and started during law school clerking at a local law firm that did a lot of agricultural law and food law. We're really lucky where we live. Mm -hmm. There, a lot of the food in the whole world, the production decisions are made here, right here. Mm -hmm. And so um, I I got interested in it when I was in law school. The University of Arkansas has the only master's program in food and agricultural law in the world. People come from all over the world for it. And they only take about, 
well, when I was in it, it was very small classes, you know, between 12 and 15 students. Mm-hmm. And law, law school is a little bit different than, mm-hmm. than most graduate programs. So in law school, what you do is you go to undergraduate, and then you go to law school, and then you get your master's after. I think a lot of, a lot of programs, you do your master's, then your doctorate. Law school is different. You do your doctorate, and then your master's afterwards if you, if you want to specialize in something. So I did an additional year of law school and, and did my master's program and, and just really fell in love with that area of practice and, and knew that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. If you weren't an attorney, then what do you think you would want to do? I like my job, so I don't think about it very much, which is really lucky because I don't think a lot of adults necessarily feel the same way. Um, If I could do anything, I'd probably do work with nonprofit organizations. I have a couple that are really dear to my heart. Um, I'm involved with Arkansas Children's Hospital Mm -hmm. and with Peace at Home Family Shelter, um, which is a, a place that provides services for survivors of domestic violence. If money weren't an issue and and I needed to do something different, I would love to work with one of those kinds of organizations. I'd probably also, if I just had unlimited time and dollars, spend more time being a mom than I get to right now owning my own business. Um, there's only so many hours in a day and I have two little boys. Mm-hmm. And so I'd probably, I'd probably focus a little more of my time and energy on that than I'm able to right now. Yeah. It's really good that you not only like your job, but you're in love with it, where you don't really think about I, going anywhere else. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I get excited to go to work. I mean, it's hard. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There are days, especially this afternoon, where I'm pouring through thousands of pages of documents in, in a discovery process, and I'm thinking, this is too much. I can't, I can't get my head around all of it. But even when I have those days and even when I have hard days and when things sometimes feel overwhelming, it doesn't make me want to do anything different. It's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> what are some challenges you faced in your career and how did you overcome them? Well, let's see. When I first finished undergraduate school, I wasn't, I don't think, um, I wasn't financially or mentally prepared for graduate school. I finished undergrad in three years and I did a double major. I was just like, go, go, go through it, and I needed to do something different than school. School was the only thing I'd ever done. In my, I mean, I had had part-time jobs and things like that, but school had been my main job my whole life. So I went to work in, in a job that I also really liked at a, at a small little private high school in Seattle. The thing that was hard was going back to school. So I got used to having a job and having an income, and it was – it was pretty scary to go back to school, both in terms of how am I going to afford this? It's, mm-hmm. it's expensive and you can't work full time. Um, and I'm going to be there with a lot of folks who have not been out of school. And am I, am, am I prepared to go back? And how am I going to be able to keep up? Am I, I haven't been in school for six years. I haven't studied in six years. And so that was a challenge to, to go back to school. But I don't regret it for a second. Yeah. Do you consider yourself to be a feminist? Absolutely. I think that uh, equal rights for women are human rights. I think that uh, I hope I'm raising two tiny little male feminists as well. Mm -hmm. I think my husband would say he's a feminist as well. I think we're a household and a family full of feminists. Uh, When we started our practice, Back in 2014, there were only three of us. We, we founded our own law firm. 
and um, we are two women and a man. So right there, you've got a lot of female leadership and um, empowerment just in the model of our business. We employ a lot of women, actually, at our firm, and that's important to me. We employ a lot of law students. Um, our, our admins are women. Um, not that we're leaving the, the fellas out or anything, but, mm-hmm. but we have made sure that we make that space available and that um, it's really important to us to make sure that there aren't gender disparities at our office in terms of pay or assignments or things like that. And I think that we all are conscientious about it and work hard to, to make that right. Yeah, that's amazing that you're doing that because a lot of businesses don't even bother well, you know, I will say this. We're small. Mm-hmm. So we have the advantage of there are three of us that are the decision makers. There are only, gosh, 15 people in our office. So Yeah, you get like a bit more of a personal approach to that. We do. Yeah. We do. And so I think that sometimes when you're dealing with maybe a big corporation or something like that, a lot of times people can feel like, well, I'm only a small voice in, in this place. How can, I, how can I do that? And I think it can be done, but I think it's a lot more difficult than it yeah. is in a, in a little bitty place like mine. Because it's not like you have easy reach to like the people at the very top of exactly. the corporation like you would have with a smaller business. Right, because I am at the top. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so Congratulations. I've got, I've got really Amazing. easy access. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any other areas of law that you're interested in? Yes. So I do, while my, my practice is centered around food and agricultural law, what I do is I represent a lot of businesses. I represent small and medium and big businesses in all aspects of what they do, whether it's employment contracts or employment disputes that they might have, you know, if they have an issue with an employee. I do a lot of transactional work. I help people buy and sell businesses, which is really interesting and and, and difficult but really exciting, too. Um, I do a lot of work on a day-to-day basis. Uh, right now I'm working on a, a really big antitrust lawsuit. I didn't know much about antitrust law, and I'm learning a lot about it. There are a lot of, of different areas that I practice in. And my firm, so... When we started our firm, Gary and Christy and I, my two law partners, so there's three of us that are equal partners mm-hmm. in this business, and we were all doing food and ag law predominantly. And, and we realized, okay, well, the folks that work for our clients, sometimes they need a divorce. Sometimes they have a kid that gets in trouble and they need a criminal attorney. All kinds of things that we, f- we found we were referring out to all these other firms, either places where we had worked before or where our friends worked, and and. We looked at each other and we thought, why are we sending all this work out the door? Why don't we bring somebody in that can do that work and, and grow our business? And so we now have two former prosecutors, a Washington County and a Benton County prosecutor that work for us that do criminal defense. We have a couple folks that focus their their practice solely on employment law, that do workers' compensation law and things like that. We have, um, we have our newest attorney, Dequisha, she focuses her her practice almost entirely on uh, the debtor side of bankruptcy. And so what we've done is we've kind of looked at what are the things that we're being asked about, what are the things that we know are out there that we're not currently doing, and then we have worked hard to find somebody who already is doing that well and, mm-hmm. and bring them in. And that's the cool thing about law. There's so many different areas that you can focus in or you can focus on many different things. It's not just criminal law. So many. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the cool thing about it is that you can continue to learn about different 
different, basically, I don't know, sections of law, and yeah. you get to work with amazing people. And it's and it's different every day. Yeah. I can't think of any two days that have mm-hmm. been the same since I've started practicing yeah. So law. you just never get bored. I don't. I don't. What do you think is um, one of the most common miscon- misconceptions that you see in media portrayals of attorneys? Like law the, and order scandal, that type of thing. That we're in the courtroom all the time. I think that's a really common misconception. I, I like to be in the courtroom. And I actually, right when I first got my um, got out of school, I had a five-month bench trial in Oklahoma. And I lived in a hotel for five months and went to court every day. I have never had anything like that since. I've been practicing law since 2007. In 11 years, I've, I haven't had that much time in the courtroom. In the 11 years afterwards combined, most things these days settle, both I say settle. That's on, on the civil side. On the criminal side, pleas are, are struck all the time. And so there's there's not a ton of courtroom time. Now, there is some, mm-hmm. but I, I think that if you were to watch a movie about lawyers or a TV show, you would think that we're in the courtroom a lot, and we're not. Mm-hmm. Mostly what we're doing is we're meeting with people, building relationships with them, gathering information, distilling that information, looking how it relates to the law, and then writing a paper about it is mostly what I I spend my time doing. Yeah, I think attorneys are also business people. You all struck deals. You all handle people's money sometimes, and you guys are business people with a law degree. Absolutely. That's why I want to become an attorney. I think that's a cool job to have. And I say that all the time when people ask me what I do. I I say I'm a small business owner who happens to practice law. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like, because a lot of what I do as as one of the owners of the firm is manage employees, Mm -hmm. make sure payroll's going smoothly, balance the books, do all those things that have nothing to do with the practice of law, but there are things that I spend a lot of time during the day doing. Mm-hmm. And before we hit you with the final question, mm-hmm. I have a personal question. Of course. Because I want to become an attorney myself. Is there any, like, the most important piece of advice you would have for someone like me who wants to attend law school? Can I give you two? Sure. Okay. <laughs> One is personal. Mm-hmm. Just remember whatever it is that has inspired you to do that. Because there will be days where you are in the middle of school and you think the last thing I want to do is go to school again. Go back to whatever it is that has inspired you and and come back to that. In terms of a skill, Mm -hmm. write. Write all the time. Practice writing. Practice editing. Practice getting your thoughts out as clearly as possible in as few words as possible. I think that that's probably one of the best skills that a lawyer can have. Those are two amazing pieces of advice. Is there anything that you would like to add that wasn't asked? Specifically about potatoes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we want to talk about potatoes. There was oh, yes. an antitrust lawsuit about potatoes. Do we really want to talk about potatoes? What's antitrust yes. first? Okay, so antitrust, those are a, series, a set of laws and regulations that are set up to keep big companies from having a monopoly. Mm-hmm. So to keep big companies from doing things that harm consumers, in mm-hmm. a nutshell. That's the really quick, high-level version of it. There was a big case, a big antitrust lawsuit about potatoes, about the potato industry. Oh, so yes. that's about the only thing that on, on the daily I'm thinking about about potatoes is, <laughs> is how does the antitrust case that I'm working on now, how, do, how can that relate back to the potato case? Were you and your partners like giggling 
about it like we are right now. About potatoes? About potatoes. We, we giggle about it a lot because we, we, just call, we just call it potatoes now. We don't even call it the potatoes case. We just call it potatoes. And so, <laughs> so that, that's another thing that I, I didn't get to talk about but that I think is really important. And I think it's something that we focus on at my work that I haven't always seen be a priority in other offices. Mm-hmm. And that's that we try to have fun. Mm-hmm. We deal with really intense, hard stuff every day. People that have, have felony charges, you know, these multi-million dollar lawsuits, things, uh, divorces, things that people are really having a hard time with. But we, we try to make sure that everybody has some fun at some point or another during the day. Otherwise, it wouldn't be worth it. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, what is the hardest thing you have to deal with and what's the most fun thing that you get to deal with? The hardest thing that I have to deal with not having enough time. Time management is, mm-hmm. is the hardest thing for me. There are so many things that I want to do for our business, ways that I want to grow it, ways that I want to make processes more streamlined, more time that I want to spend thinking about a case, and I just don't have all those minutes. So time management is probably the hardest thing for me. Um, the thing that I'm most excited about is the way that my firm is set up. I mean, I think that we're set up very differently than a lot of businesses, and it's not for everybody, and we realize that, but we're a family. We all pitch in and work together. We collaborate a lot. Um, right after we started my firm, about two weeks later, my, my little boy, who's now my big boy, was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And literally two weeks after I started my own business, I had to be out of the office for five months. And Gary and Christy, my partners, just jumped in and did everything. And I think that that really set the tone for how we were gonna run that business, that we were all gonna make sure that we took care of each other and that, um, and that we were gonna be a family. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are four and a half years later and I think that it's even stronger now, mm-hmm. so. And I think that's very important because if you're gonna spend a lot of years working with people, you should develop a certain sort of trust and care and love for your coworkers. I think so. To me, it's important. Like if you're gonna depend on someone, you have to be able to depend on them. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And for the final question, what advice would you give to girls listening to this podcast? Well, first I'd thank them for listening. For get, I know that time is probably the most valuable thing that we have as people. It's worth more than money. It's worth more than anything else that we can accumulate. So I would first thank them for taking the time to listen to this. And in terms of a, a piece of advice, I'd probably go back to what I feel like Miss White and Miss Taylor taught me when I was in grade school that it took me a long time to get to, which is celebrate and and nourish those things that are different about you. Don't run from them, don't try to cover them up. Um, embrace them and and make it part of who you are. And like you said, make it your superpower. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. I'm Alira. I'm Ducky. We're gonna say goodbye and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.